0: You're listening to chew on that, and here's what we're chewing on today.
1: Excited about this new series today? We're like we're almost always in series of messages here at Life Church, but it, it just helps us keep from shooting in the dark every week trying to figure out what it is that we're going to talk about. We ha- we have a few different types of sermon series that we do here. We do topical series; uh, those are like series that we would do on things like money or on love or on relationships. Then we do what we call felt need series. And those are things like how to beat a bad day or one month to live or the series that we just came out of the rise after the fall. That's more of like a felt need series. It's a need that we identify that is that is affecting how you feel. And then we try to confront those feelings, And then finally we do what are called exegetical studies. That's a series that's just based on one particular book of the Bible. We've done 16 weeks on Ephesians. We did 12 on Philippians, 9 on the book of James. I did six months, in, intending to do six months on the book of Romans, but I never got to the book of Romans. It really ended up being the story of the Apostle Paul who wrote half the New Testament. And really the second half of that series ended up really kind of loosely being a series on, on the book of Acts, and I love all three of the types of series that we do, but the type that challenges me the most are these ones, these exegetical series, because because we want to go deep into the content, we want to go deep into the context, deep into the background. One of the knocks that life-giving churches, or one of the knocks that like young or growing Churches has levied against them is that they're shallow. And so I think that you can be both life-giving and you can be deep at the same time. And so in these types of series, we're trying to figure out what the book was saying when it was written then that could give us a better insight into what it's saying for how we're living now. And obviously this series is one of those. And so we're gonna spend the next 10 weeks Talking about the four chapters that we find in the book of 2 Timothy, starting today with a message we're calling The Rundown.
0: Hey, welcome to Chew on That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, we are discussing week number one. Uno. <laughs> I knew that one. Yep. <laughs> week number one, week number one of a new series.
2: So excited. Of
0: a new series titled. To Timothy.
2: I'm just going to say it. Pastor said second Timothy. I know, but it's
0: Keith's birthday, so I'm going
3: to say <sighs> to Timothy. Happy birthday, so. <laughs>
2: Keith. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I do I do say to Timothy. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly enough, I, I say first John, mm-hmm. second John.
3: Yeah. We,
0: yeah he, told <laughs> John. he
3: told me that last week. I was like, that, don't, that doesn't make any sense That to doesn't me. make any but sense But I though. say
2: to Timothy. Okay, yep. cool. It's to Timothy to you. That's fine.
0: Yep.
2: What, I mean, I, the message is the same, really. Either I, I, way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So that if anyone's taken note that is the longest intro clip we've ever used on the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was I was kind of looking at the time like geez, I saw I saw I, I saw Dallas
0: look at his watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a text message. It was in 2 minutes answer. and 16 seconds of an intro, but Damn.
2: <clears throat> but it, it sets the stage. It sets this.
0: the stage. Yes. yes. It sets the stage on on the the types of series that we yeah. do here at Life Church mm-hmm. and the type of uh the the series that we're going into right now. Yeah. So to Timothy, it will be for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. 10 weeks. Yeah. I love that we we do
3: series like this too, where we do topical, we do ex-ge- 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 gentle. I'm not saying that word right. Uh, I love it. Uh, I, it's funny because um, you talked about how we did six months in Romans. Yeah. I actually have a friend. I won't say the friend's name. They're like, there was a time in that series. I was like, I don't know if I don't want to go to this church yeah. anymore. <laughs> this <laughs> it was, but because a lot of it was in lockdown. And so yeah. I, think, I think it was, it was just that vibe. frustration. And it was just, you uh, we actually, I, yeah, I won't say he or she. Uh, it, it just was like I was I was almost done. And you know, so- actually, these types of series
2: are my favorite. I feel like I mine get the too, most out of it. Mine too, yes. I mean, I, I really do love, and he's done some really great ones, you know, 30 Days to Live or uh, some of, like, his love series, Holy, Holy Spirit series. Like, there are some really great topical ones. Yes. But these are the ones where I'm just, like— you, Pastor Sean has such an incredible talent yeah. for kind of deciphering scripture and then making it so applicable to the, to the extent where you're sitting in the chair going, was he spying on me all week? And, he, <laughs> and he's saying this stuff because he like, see, he followed me to the grocery store and he you know, you like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's always so spot on. Uh, but that's just, I mean, that's just God. God's so great at that.
3: These series make me honestly go, uh, go back to the word. And I think that's, as a yeah. pastor, that's what you want. You want your people to go, Hey, I want to read that again. I yeah. want to read that. You know, so it's, it's, you know, topical is great because you go, okay, I can apply that. But, but you know, X I'm not saying the word right, but series Exigenical? on. exogenical yes. yes, um series are great because they go, okay, I'm going back to the word and applying the word. And I really love what he says in this, in this first uh, week. And when it talks about that that muscle that we need to start flexing again, which, you know, we say in a couple of the clips, but I love this. Uh, Pastor Keith actually encouraged uh, me and Megan to read to Timothy, and uh, I did read it. And um, and it's interesting when you read a book as, as a whole, not just a couple of verses, not a couple right. of chapters, but as a whole. And I got a totally different aspect of Paul in this one. I mean, mm, really yeah. the, the vulnerability and the realism he has. And yep. I just loved it. And so, um, I highlighted different portions, uh, different scriptures that I normally there's cause there's some nuggets. There's some, there's some bangers oh, totally. in it, but yeah. the, those, those, I actually was like, I don't want to highlight those. I just got a new Bible. That's why I was like, wait, what do you mean? You want to highlight those? I just got a new Bible. Um, they, they, the, the filament Bible, which is a great Bible. It's a, what it is, it has this little like a diamond on the top of the Bible and you, you use your phone, you yeah. use a film and Ooh, ad, you scan it cool. and it gives you video and study and stuff oh, like that. that. So, Ooh. so I just got one. Um, Where'd you get that? I got it. Well, I got it at lighthouse in sure. green Bay. So they have like the thin versions. Cause I used to have a thick version. Shout out
2: can, to lighthouse for just all these years. They're yeah. just, <laughs> <yeah>. they're still <laughs> they're just there. They're
3: still going. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, I was like 30 bucks, but it was, it's totally worth it. And so it's kind of making me go like, now I have this new way of when I, read and study. I think the next time I go through the Bible, I'm going to have a different color highlighter. So right Mm. now it's yellow. I think I'm going to do orange the next time, because I think, I don't know. I think I'm going to highlight things differently. When is
2: the next time? When is this time versus the next time?
3: I don't know. Next year? Yeah. I I don't, I don't do a Bible in the year typically, but I, um, my wife has been reading just books and I think I'm going to kind of follow suit. I've, Mm. I've been trying to do devos on, on the um, Bible app and and that's fine but I found myself with I'm in two devos right now at the Bible app but I don't like either of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, devo I don't, I don't I'm not a general devo uh yeah uh reader of of the of the of the book um yeah. I'm I'm invited to them frequently. Yes. being on the staff. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm a I'm a I'm a book reader. So I'll, I'll pick one and a lot of times they're, they're they're not one after another. Yeah. So I'll pick one that just for whatever reason I I got interested in that morning mm, Yeah, and yep. then uh, a lot of times I'll read them in a day Yeah, or read them in like the well, long ones, the long ones. I can't. I know. Yeah. Genesis is a real tough one. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Exodus real tough one to, to just because of the sheer yeah. magnitude of it. But a lot of the other ones, uh, uh, people don't realize that a lot of the other books in the Bible, <clears throat>
2: they're, they're bite-sized. They're,
0: yeah. They're small. Yeah. And two, two Timothy is one of those.
2: I know. Yeah. And that's okay. That's also what gets me excited is how, pa- I don't know how pastor Sean like just kind of lands on like the, the more obscure books of the Bible yeah. or the, you know, it's not like we're not diving into like Genesis or something. We're yeah. diving into second Timothy, two Timothy. Yes, Like it's teeny tiny. What, and so eight, 84
0: verses or something yeah, like that. I love that.
2: Yeah. I love yeah. that. We'd kind of get to pick out like the ones that are easy to skim over because you can read it in mm-hmm. probably, I I don't know. I probably read it in like 10 minutes oh, last yeah. night. Right? I, I
0: I would say five, five yeah. minutes you, a, a person could knock that out. Well, yeah. you
2: know, I was processing. I bet, <laughs> yeah. I, I bet you, I you read let it soak I, in a little bit. I Bet bit, you yeah. read it
0: in five, but yeah. you were like, oh, that, it was that ten had to be ten. Yeah, it must been a half hour. It was a book in the Bible. Many Bible. Notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I read it a, a a bunch of times coming into making the uh, the bumper. Yeah, the series bumper and then the series graphic and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I read it and studied it quite a bit, but then like I was, I was, I, I never really put a stopwatch to it, yeah. but I was like, I would read it through and I'm like, that had to have been five minutes, right? That was yes. that was like nothing. That was Uh-oh. like, and you, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a really short book. If, if you haven't read it, I would, I mean, we're going to be here for 10 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And, and so some, some would say, well, I don't need to read it if we're going to do 80 some odd verses in 10 weeks. So we're going to pretty much get the gist of it. But uh, as I read it several times coming into Sunday's message. Yeah the stuff that, that, uh, pastor was talking Mm -hmm. about, um, I got a completely different, uh, different vibe. Like I, like I was thinking different things because of how, how, when he read it, when he was coming up with the sermon notes Mm -hmm. were different than how I read it in the moment I was in my life reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm excited because 10 weeks is a long time to go for 80 some odd verses. Yeah. yeah
3: at four chapters, 10 weeks. I'm like, but he did this with Ephesians too. He's yeah. like, I'm going to do 16 weeks. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's Another like, one of
0: those that you can knock out in 10 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to start the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did think coming into this morning uh, when yeah. we were talking uh, pre-show was, so this is like the last recorded um, writing of Paul. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But was it the last writing of Paul? Yeah. I don't know. You know, we, you know yeah. some, some scholars would say it was, some scholars would say it wasn't. Still a papyrus, still had ink. This yeah. is just the one that landed the test of time. So as, as I read it yesterday mm-hmm. with that idea of, he, he, he kind of pens it like he, like, this is it, man. Yes. Like, yeah. like I'm going to send this out. I'd love it if you get my
3: coat. Yes. The, but that, I love that. I love that that's in the Bible. Right. Please
0: yeah. get my coat. Uh, it's going to be cold. So <laughs> if you could bring my coat and get here soon. Cause yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like if when he like we say it like that, like up, we say it up, like, well, bring my coat. Yeah. But like, I, I was kind of seeing him like, bring my coat. It's like, it's really cold. And you know. And that's, I don't got much time. I remember when I first read
3: that portion, I think, I, I go, that shouldn't be in the Bible. That was my mindset. And I revisited that mindset again, rereading this. And I go, no, 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 no. God doesn't just want you to have nuggets of truth. He wants you to he see emotion. And he yeah. wants you to see, like, the vulnerability and re- the realism of, of Paul. Right. I mean, he talks about how, like, no one came to my trial. It's okay. God was there. But you could tell he was a little like hurt by that. Like how lonely. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's so true. We kind of read the Bible. We're like, well, it was so long ago. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with my life now. I can't relate. Yeah. Uh, they have no idea what it's like to live now. 21st century, cell phones, cars. They have no idea. But like- yeah. The truth is they do. They went to trial too and they stood there alone. And f- you know, some people this week were you were a, on trial at your job or yeah. at home in your marriage, or there was a moment where you felt on trial and you felt alone. And yeah. so it is, it's, it's the same then. It's the same now.
3: And I love that Pastor even says that in the message, and uh, it, it he says, you know, some people ask why don't I talk about the, the right. you know, the the what's on the in the yeah. newspaper, and and he goes because what's happening now happened back then yep. too, and I'm using the scripture to help you deal with what's happening now, and yeah, so I so think good. that was really really good.
0: Well, yeah. So I mean, we we have a lot to talk about even before clipping the first verse here of 2 Timothy. So so let's get going.
1: This second letter to Timothy, it shows us the Apostle Paul's last words. And he wrote them during yet another time of imprisonment. I mean, it's specifically meant to address his beloved co-worker, his protege, and his spiritual son, Timothy. We really don't know how much time had transpired since he wrote 1 Timothy, but what we do know is that we can see that Paul's situation has changed for the worse. He's he's in prison in Rome, which I guess technically... uh, could refer to his time when he was under house arrest that's mentioned in Acts chapter 28 but I think it's more likely particularly when you read some of the language that he uses and some of the requests that he makes in chapter 4 that Paul had actually been released from prison had another season of effective ministry then was arrested again probably in the town of Troas either way Paul says he's in the middle of his court trial and it's not going well he's he's pretty sure he's not going to survive this one It's out of this really dark situation that that Paul reaches out and appeals to this young man named Timothy, who it seems is still on assignment at the church in Ephesus. It it says a lot about Timothy that Paul chose to channel his last words toward him. Paul loved Timothy. He had an undying, unwavering belief in him.
0: Yeah, and and so that that brings back to what we just talked about right before we went to the first sound bite is there's a lot of ambig- ambiguity, and amb- ambu- Am, amb- I'm not going to say it right either. Ambiguity. I
2: don't know. You just threw me out right, sure. sure. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. There ambiguity. You go. There's a lot of <laughs>
0: ambiguity in, in where, uh, where Paul is, um, right now, mm-hmm. you know, like where he is, uh, mentally, where he is, um, spiritually, where he, I so I mean, the better part of his adult life, he he's been imprisoned. Yeah, you know, he's been imprisoned. Uh, I, 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 you can't even say falsely because he was yeah. he was going against the ways of the, of the land, the laws right. of the land. Yeah. So, but he did that to spread the gospel. He did that to uh, advance the word. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> hey, what what Pastor did say there is like his his demeanor was was different. Like yes. he was using different words. Like. He Knew it was the end, mm-hmm. right? He knew that this wasn't looking good, yeah. Um, whereas the other ones, he was very bold and confident. He's like, And we're I'll, I'll die if I have to, but yes, these chains are going to be broken, yeah. And we're gonna, but this towards the tail end of 2 Timothy, mm-hmm. I, I read it like, uh, like, yeah, this I, I've done what I had to do, yeah, and this isn't looking good, uh, yeah. The others have looked so so or average, but this one isn't looking good, yeah. And then comes the end portion of the letter where it's it's not really it's not really like a like a teaching portion for me. It's like a hey, PS, like you're my friend. Um da 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 bring bring my jacket. Get here yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Um if you could say hi to these people, you know. And, yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 sad. It it's sad. Yeah. It's sad when I think about it like that. Like He's probably not in house arrest because in, in the book of Acts it says he's on house arrest. He's sh- he shackled to a guy. Yes, but this most of this time it's as he's shackled to this guy, he's he's talking about Jesus to this person, and yeah. they're actually becoming friends. And people are coming in when he's talking. He has other guards surrounding him. It was it, it wasn't a. I don't say I don't know how you can say it wasn't a terrible. Uh, I mean, because you're in prison. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it wasn't like bleak. Yeah. Right. It w- he felt like he was going to get out of this situation mm-hmm. where yeah. he doesn't feel like that now, yeah. and that sets the precipice, kind of, for me for the entire letter. Yeah. yeah. Like if we go in, if we go into reading this, like, uh, yeah, Paul didn't really, Paul really believed that this was it, that this was the tail end of his story, mm-hmm. and then I reread it with that mindset. Yeah. Um, then it's like it becomes like oh,
3: yeah. Oh. it In a way, it made me think of their relationship that like out of all the people he kind of went to his, his ward, you know, he went to, to someone that was kind of under him and he connected and he was real and he was honest with him. And, and in a way he was kind of, it, it felt like a passing of the torch too, in a way like, Hey, I'm going to yeah. go. Don't, don't, yeah. but don't let this die. Right. This isn't Paul's thing. This is Jesus's thing. And we want to continue this on. Uh, it honestly, I, it, it made me, cause to me, I think, um, I think I look at pastor the way that Timothy looks at Paul uh and made me want to text him and like hey i want to check up on you and i will today actually as i'm saying this podcast you know <laughs> but but it's just that relationship that that um that love and that dependency hey you know I, I want to finish this off and i love that even pastor goes he loved you know paul loved timothy yeah and in a way it was like he was proud of him and he was and and just what he was doing and he was you know, brings up the family, which we'll talk about in a couple of clips, you know, and the thankfulness of that. And so it is, it's a it's like a reflecting, which made me go, why are we doing two Timothy, not one Timothy? And I think it's this is why. Mm. You know, I think because of the tone and the view of it. I, you know, cause the O C D in me it goes, no, no, we gotta do First Timothy first and then Second Timothy first, then second. You know, but uh I think that's that's because I'm I'm not th- I'm thinking book and I'm not thinking content. Yeah. And I think you know that's why I think our pastor in that direction.
2: Yeah. The, the context of this is pretty rich. I mean, he, like you said, he's in prison and he's in prison under Nero. It's, it's intense. I think he's facing some, some really stuff that would probably like shock us. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a saying and it's, if I'm not good, then I'm not good for anybody else. Right. Like I need, I need me to be good before anybody else mm. can be good. Yeah. And I think what if he took his circumstances as the good like in this, in this circumstance, I'm not good. He's, he's malnourished. He's chained up. He's, he's whatever, like facing who knows. Uh, I wonder if he felt like I'm not good. Maybe, maybe he was questioning, like, should I even write this letter? Should I reach out to him? But you know what? He does. And he loves on him anyway. And I think that's, that's a challenge. Um, just for me, like in my circumstances, even when I feel like I'm going through stuff or, or am I good? Like, is this good? Is life good right now? No, life isn't good right now. But am I still being that person who's like challenging other people? Am I yeah. calling them up? Am I being that, that friend? Uh, I was going to say brother, but obviously
0: <laughs> I can't
2: be a brother, yes. <laughs> so. but am I being a sister? Am I being, uh, you know, someone who like grabs my friends by the arm and kind of pulls them up. So yeah, I think, I think, that's really cool about this letter is yeah, yeah how much he, he loves him.
1: I think it's interesting that here on, on Mother's Day, we start a series, uh, unplanned, started a series about a man who was so moved by his grandmother and by his mother. His grandmother and his mother, incidentally, who were believers, who were followers of Jesus, but his father... His father was not. His father was an enemy of Jesus. And so Lois and Eunice, they have, they have taught Timothy throughout his life this love of Scripture and this love for memorizing them. And we've kind of lost the art of doing that in our fast-paced, instant-access culture. We've largely lost the art of memorizing Scriptures and teaching our kids to do the same. If you don't know any Scripture... Then when it comes to a time of challenge, in a time when you are confronted with a with some sort of a difficulty, you're gonna have a hard time making it. I mean, I mean, you don't even need to know the GPS coordinates of it. You feel me? It's like sometimes you're gonna have trash happen in your life and you're just gonna need to speak out God's word. And sometimes you won't even sometimes you won't even know it's scripture. Like there'll be so much inside of you that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, we've lost that art of memorizing and teaching our kids to do the same, but it's something we need to get back to.
2: Mothers create faith is kind of my takeaway out of that. And um, not that fathers can't, but mothers have a nurturing spirit that it it reflects that side of God's nature, right? Like we we know that. so we are to to nurture our kids through scripture, through putting that um, into their minds. I mean think about it. Like if you're going to grow a plant and you're nurturing that plant, you're going to like slowly give it water a little bit at a time. And you're going to kind of think in your head, like, come on, little plant, you can do it and put it in the sun. And you're going to give it everything that it needs in order to grow. The same thing is true, I think, in a in a motherly spirit about how are we nurturing our kids to grow? How are we giving them scripture? How are we giving them life-giving uh, hope? How are mm-hmm. we teaching them to like be those kinds of People and I mean that is definitely a, a a call to us moms. You know, are we living up to that role that God has created for us specifically? Are we creating that deep faith that Paul is talking about that Timothy had from his uh, from his mother and his grandmother? So that's that's a big that's a big challenge. But like we're up for the we're up for the call.
3: Yeah, I love that too. That the the the, uh, the the drive to memorize scripture. I I've been really. Um, pushing that too, not just in my own life and not just in my family, but also in the kids' ministry. I'm trying to make memorizing scripture fun because I know that. And he he says it at one point. He goes, "You you may not even know the context, but it's in you." And I think that's my biggest heart is is I my 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 hope and my joy. And I know I get to see it in some of the kids. They are memorizing God's word. Mm-hmm. And 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 here's why I know a lot nine out of ten times because we do a game called memory verse breakdown, we break down scriptures. And on the last week of the series, I always break down this like five, I take away because I always take away words. So that's to help them memorize. And so they just have to write down the missing words. But on the on the last week, I take I take away five words and the scripture reference. And nine out of ten times they don't remember the scripture reference fully. They'll get the whole memory verse yeah. right, but they not always get the scripture. And and sometimes you go, Well, that's not good. That's a fail. And I'm like, but it's still God's word. I get having the reference because you at the same time you want to have scripture in context. And I get that too. But I think for some of us, we shouldn't be uh we shouldn't beat ourselves up so much when we go, I don't know where that's from. I know it says this, but I don't know where it's from. That's yeah. fine. It's still God's word. Yes. and It's still God's word breathing and moving Absolutely. in you. And yeah. so I don't want, I don't think people should be discouraged by why well, I, I don't, I don't understand the whole context. There's a portion of it I get. And I get that too, but it should drive you back to his word. And so I think that's gotta be something we push ourselves on and help ourselves with is, is going like, am I memory scripture, you know, I like to memorize scripture on a daily basis. If anything, you know, grab one thing and just say it over and over. Because I want to, imp- I want to instill it in my life.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not a, I'm I'm not a memorizer. Like I, I've I I've tried to be in the past, but I I don't know. I'm not a book reader. Like so, the fact that I I can read the Bible on a daily basis is a, a giant feat of victory for me. <laughs> um, I'm not, I am i have read uh, two books in my adult life aside from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So like not a lot of books. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, a, I'm not a reader per se, but um, so I, I also, am not a memorizer. I, I know uh, ideas and themes. Um, I know, I even know where they, where they land in the book a lot of times, but there are little nuances of the story that I don't, I don't tend to memorize. Um, it happened to me just a couple months ago. Somebody was talking to me about one of the disciples and then I, I, I completely like blanked out. I'm yeah. like, I was like, I I don't know I I I I know you're asking me a question but I, I don't know. Yeah. And But but what that did well, like what Pastor Dallas was saying is I walked away from that conversation and and for, first and foremost I was like but bro you are really digging into this and I love that like you're excited to be talking yeah. about the word with me yes yeah. and that there there are a lot of days where you're going to walk up to me and you will know the word better than I will on that y- any given day. Yeah. If yeah. you're studying a book and I haven't touched the book in nine months, yep. right? And I, and so I was encouraging, but that also lit a fire. The one I walked with, I'm like, I got to read more about that guy. Mm. Like yes. I got to, I got to, and he was, he was referencing things that were kind of like, a, a, like not really in the word so much, but about the man in general. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know what? This is, this is good little fire to get me to, to do a, to do a study on the disciples again. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Research. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, like pastor Dallas was saying, you don't have to know exactly where it is. You don't have Mm -hmm. to have it memorized. Um, but it should fuel you if you'd be like, well, I kind of, I want, I want to know what's going on there. I want to know what's going on there. And, And I'm a person that I, I, I read the Bible and I, I finish books. Right now, I'm in a, I mean, I, I don't know if we were talking about this pre-show. If we talked about this in the show, that I'm, 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 not, I'm reading books right now, and I have been for, gosh, about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, books in the Bible, and they're not necessarily in chronological order or anything. But I'll, I'll, I'll go cover to cover, and I'll, I'll tend to knock those. Yeah, we did say that in the yes, show. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tend to knock those out in in a day. But it, you know, it, it also excites me that like, you know, some of these books, like if I don't, if I don't double back on these books in a year. Like there's a lot of information in these books. There's a yeah. lot of names in these books. Oh yeah. There's absolutely will I not will I not have it memorized? Yeah. But it, 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 it I'm I'm never losing ambition to read it again. To, yes. To make to finish it and make another pass on it. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. That's good. So uh, as, a, as a writer, uh, it's pretty well known that you will write better if you're reading a lot and you're writing a lot. Like the thing that they tell you to do, oh, you want to be a writer? Cool. Write a ton of stuff and half of it is, no. 99% of it is garbage. And read- <laughs> that,
0: that number swift yeah. real quick. And read
2: even more. Like read so much that you're just cramming your brain full of it. And I think back to like being a kid and um, you know, I was homeschooled, so my mom got to pick my curriculum essentially. And she had these spelling books for me. And I was really good at spelling. And I remember that carrying through to like my college years, well, I got a cell phone ninth grade. So after about 10 years of having a cell phone, mm-hmm. my spelling abilities have gone, I mean, they have plummeted. Mm-hmm. So I have lost skills. And I think back to how they would tell you like, okay, you want to be a writer? Read a lot, write a lot. It helps your spelling. It helps your ability. You will be better for it. And same thing, you know, like with the, with the spelling, like, okay, you practice this all of the time. And so it's just going to become a lot easier easier for you in the future and so it won't always feel so hard to memorize scripture it's going to get easier and, and better and things are gonna stick you know yeah. it will compound yeah. upon itself I think is what I'm mm. trying to say right oh yeah and so uh yeah I mean you got to start somewhere I think that's the scariest part right is yeah. like even now I I feel kind of like guilty I'm like I need to work on my spelling why do I feel that way I don't really know but I'm like <laughs> I want I want to spell better I hate yes. always being corrected by spell check is kind of embarrassing like <laughs> yeah. I should know how to- to spell receive by now you know what I mean like how okay ne- I do. necessary
0: I do. <laughs> necessary necessary was Again, the that's word a hard that one. oh my gosh and like spell check never yeah. like, disciple what you, is what you, actually pretty What are you too. trying to spell? Yeah. Necessary yeah. <laughs> phonetically this is how it's spelled yeah S- spell check come on this isn't a this isn't a weird word.
2: N-E-S-S. you're like N-E- you know N-E-C. that there's two N-E-C. S's
0: N-E-C. yeah N E C. If it's N E S uh, uh the iPhone would be like I have no idea what you're
2: trying to say. Like really you have no idea what
0: Yep. No idea what I'm trying to say.
3: R e c e i e v e. Receive. Sounds right. Okay, because I know it's I uh, I before you accept after C. That's how I knew. Yeah,
2: but sometimes that there's exceptions to that rule, I know. so I always get hung I
3: remember I yelled. Oh, at, I didn't man. yell at my English teacher. I I just remember when she said there's exceptions, and I go what is the point yeah. <laughs> of banking rules if we're going to yeah. break them? Like, I just was so upset English, about it. English,
2: uh, it's funny to hear like ESL students, they're like, English is the, it's just backwards. Like it doesn't, yeah. you guys do whatever you want and your language is so filled with slang that like there there are no rules. Yeah. So English is notorious. It's like so hard to learn because yeah. it's just, it's ridiculous, kind yeah. of.
3: Oh, totally. I it makes, it. I'm learning Spanish. It makes it harder for me, I think, because yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. And, but now I'm starting because it's, it's hard. I mean, there's times, because Keith is learning Spanish too, that I'll go, why is this like this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to add an L or a La before saying, you know, senor or senora? Yeah. And, yeah. and I just didn't get it. So I kept getting it wrong and stuff. And but, then he had to break it down. But for then, me. like,
0: when I'm, as I am learning another language, uh, um, I feel like the other languages have a lot of space yeah. where English is very, uh, Like there are words for everything. Yes. There's so much information in the sentence English wise. So yeah, I agree hundred percent. English is a, it's backwards language for, (laughs) and most of the world agrees with that too. But then, but, but I mean, it does like, as you're learning the second language is like, so that, that sentence is to convey all of those emotions oh, where in English yeah. you have 15 yeah. yeah. words to convey so all of those. Yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, and let's talk about that in context of scripture too. Like going back to the Hebrew, yes. those words are, I mean, they're amazing. Man, I wish I could... Speak Hebrew. Oh, you can just like understand it. Why? Well, <laughs> you should have seen me try and learn like one language in my in my life.
0: English was a trip, so I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: English is good enough, and I tried to learn a second language, and that just it was kind of a belly flop. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll stick with Google Translate for these oh, types oh, of things. Okay, so you, you talk about your experience with Hebrew scripture. Do you like, Oh, do yeah. You
3: study so it? I so yeah, when um when I was going through uh, my internship with seminary program, like I got a um a um concordance uh, book, or where it has—it's a book. It's—it's it's a book that has Greek and Hebrew. I don't think it's called a cult of concordance. I think it's called something else. No, it's a Strong's concordance book. It looks huge. It looks heavy. It's not. And but you go in there and you can literally go. Okay, I want to break down the word love. But I want to break it down um, from the context of John three sixteen, and so you'll go and it'll break it down. It'll tell you what that what that word love means in that context. So and good. so as a as a as a pastor and a preacher, you go, "Ooh, I got some ammunition now!" Like yeah. I'm <laughs> like I'm giving like and I'm and because really you want the word to, to you know come alive. And so that when people hear that scripture, they go, well, Hey, it means this, this, and this to me. Like I did that to my dad, uh, like a couple months ago about the prodigal son. I was like, do you understand the meaning behind the robe, the sandals, the ring and all that stuff. And I was able to kind of break it down for him. And he was like, Whoa, like that, Mm. that brings more meat to it that i didn't see before and i i think that's so yeah to go back to the language i think it's so crucial um a strong concordance which i'll send you a link and we can put it on the show notes i cool. think it's great um i talked about the filament bible I, i'll give you a link to that too cool. i think that's a great bible to have because it's just studying and it's not just taking what's on the page yeah. alone it's going okay now i want to break this down even more and find more 3d 100 yeah. percent correct
2: yeah
1: teach your children scriptures early and they'll be able to access armor they didn't even know they had wow have you ever been in a situation and you needed help you needed protection and out of nowhere you said like some word of wisdom came out of you never underestimate the example that you're leaving for your kids or your grandkids Never underestimate the investment that you're making in them or the seeds that you're sowing into their lives. You never know when or how those things are going to blossom. You never know when or how those things are going to grow.
3: I don't know if I said this... on the podcast but i was i think i've started doing this challenge or not challenge more. i mean we, i always pray with my kids i pray with them in the morning before they go to school we pray for meals we pray at night like prayer is always happening if they need prayer which has been great that's been a great win where you know my daughters be like hey can you pray for me and i'm like of course and vice versa if i have a headache they'll come pray for me it's, it's really great but like the word and reading the Bible has really been illustrated as it's something mom and dad does in the morning. Uh-huh. Like they read scripture. And so I was kind of challenged like, okay, I wanna give them like a scripture of the day. And um, it didn't do every day. Um, Cause what I was finding out is I would give a scripture and and my, my Riley, my seven year old would go, I don't understand, I don't understand it. So I was trying to go, okay, I want to show them the word but also show them why I like that word and mm. apply it to my life. And so I think that's the big thing about teaching your kids scripture is not just going, hey, let's get all these scriptures memorized, which is great. There, there's there's actually, a, I just found this out. There's a summer camp here in Wisconsin that is is geared on memorizing scripture to the point where they, you can go free for a week if you just memorize scripture. Wow. If you could say, I memorized all this scripture and you turn it in, they go, free entry it's it's crazy i mean they it's off donations stuff like that it's just it's really really cool and so i I, and and in that camp they do fun stuff but they also have memorized moments where they memorize scripture and i love memorizing scripture and i want our kids and kids to have memorized scripture but also now what does that mean to you That's the thing I want to teach my kids right now, too, is, okay, here's what the scripture means to me. What did you get out of it? And again, my seven-year-old's like, nothing, you know, which is fine. But I do agree with Pastor. I think there's going to be a day where she's going to hear Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, maybe not realize it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, but just go, I got to trust in God with all my heart. And I can't lean on my own understanding. Like, I, yeah. you know, and I think she's going to memorize that or she's going to say, or like she's going to do Philippians and go, uh, you know, don't worry about, I'm not going to worry about anything. I just got to pray about everything. And and realize that these are things that were instilled in her through her mom and I and through other leaders in her life. And so like, that's the thing too, is, is I believe that's going to happen. But also I want them to find uh, wh- why they apply it. And, and so I've been trying to teach them hey, you know, when you read scripture, don't just read it, go, okay, now how can I make this, how can I apply it to my life? And mm-hmm. which I had to break down, apply to to my seven-year-olds. Like, you know, what does this mean to me when I'm at school, when I'm at home and stuff? So.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's ever too late to be taught and understand scripture because, so we're we're talking about the importance of teaching kids mm-hmm. right now, right? And I think that there is a great sense of importance. Something I learned at, uh, this year's girls retreat was listening to some of the older mamas talk about how their kids, once they reach teenage years, they're, they're hardened in a way. Like they have taken what they understand as truth and And that's what they hold on to. But now they're kind of out in the world and, and things are, you don't have the same voice in their life, the same necessarily like authority and, and -hmm. persuasion in what they believe. So if you didn't get some of those really good, (laughs) important truths in, like Jesus loves you, uh, in, in Mm -hmm. scripture, like pounded into them from the beginning, it's, it's a lot harder to do so in their teen years. Uh, but maybe if that wasn't you and you're older and now you're coming to Jesus, I think that's why Jesus tells us to have childlike faith and to be like a child. Like you have to open your heart back up. You have to open your mind back up. Like the things maybe that you were taught as truth as a kid, you're now learning that wasn't true. I've believed this my whole life and this is not true. And that's a difficult process of like ripping stuff out of you. And cause you're going to realize like me pulling weeds this weekend that the roots go really, really deep and they're yeah. connected to all kinds of plants. And you're like posting on your Facebook page. Like anybody know what kind of plant this is? <laughs> what kind of weed killer you got? Cause this thing is a beast. Right. And so sometimes I think we're dealing with that, like pulling truths out of us. And so having that childlike faith to get it back into us.
0: Oh yeah.
3: I like that. It's so
2: important.
0: Yeah. W- Our, our, our children, we, um, I mean, they, they, they're, they're memorizing scripture. They're not like, they're not learning it like I did. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Like they, I don't know right now if they're comprehending it, be it that Mm -hmm. they're, uh, seven and five. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they get stories Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like they watch. Bible adventure and stuff on, on YouTube and they understand the story and the general theme of what and why it happened. Mm-hmm. And right now as a parent, that's totally where I'm, I'm cool with yeah. because they're, they're getting it. Yeah. And, and they're, but yeah, like uh, Match madness and stuff like, yeah. like memory verse breakdown. Like I am so impressed with, oh, yeah. with your ministry. Seriously. I oh, am thanks. so impressed. Like my children, know their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know they put in the wrench work at home too. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I know they put the wrench work in at home, but as, as, as a, as a father, um, yeah, as, as a father, I, I, I can't emphasize on how much I think that that is more relevant for them to be good and happy human beings Mm -hmm. than a lot of other lessons they learn at school. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, 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 God bless the schools and, and the schooling system and teachers are amazing, but there are some stuff that I don't know. I, I learned in school that I'm like I, I could have been better suited with mm-hmm. with being hammered down with the word. Yeah, and that would have been that would have been more life practical for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with with our with our kids ministry. Uh, for for one of those reasons is that that they mm-hmm. are my children are knowing the word. Mm-hmm. And and when the time comes, mm-hmm. and the, the light switch has to flip to be like okay, well now I have to understand why that word is is, is as mm-hmm. it is. They're just gonna be better, better placed.
3: Oh yeah, that's my heart and that's my belief. I I think that some people if I go if I said hey tell me the scripture and they tell me a whole scripture, and I go what does that mean? The like they'd probably go hmm. But it's in them. It's in them. It's in yeah. them. And I think when maturity comes in, yep. and it lines with that, they go, Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Oh, that's what that means. You yeah. know, like right now, we're doing Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 31. And you know, soaring on wings like eagles. I know all of them are probably like picturing them. Actually, we even put it in the kids connect thing where we're like, draw yourself. Soaring on on an eagle Because that's what I think of I think of like
1: Wee! I want an eagle! This is great! You
3: know And that's what It's probably the first thing Comes to their mind But But the words in them And then when they get to an age They go Oh and through study, they go. Oh, yeah. that's what that means. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's the biggest thing is is I, and that's my heart as the kids pastors. I want to get that word in you, and it's and it's a part of your, you know, your language, your mindset, your thinking process. And so, when maturity comes in, you because here's the thing. I'm gonna believe that some of these kids are gonna need that word at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. When when they when they're thinking, I have, I was on the phone with my friend and he was like, I don't know what's about to do with this situation. And he goes, What would you do? And I just told him what the Bible says. Well, you are confronted this person and nothing happened. So you need to bring another person into it. I was like, That's biblical. But here's the thing. Is that in Matthew? I know Jesus said it. I don't know which book it is right now, but there's truth in that. And I used it to help my friend, yeah, you know, this morning. And so that's what that's what we're talking about is getting this word in you is because it'll be in me. I don't know the context, but I know the truth and he needed that truth. And he goes, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a quick three minute conversation because of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Once you're a pickle, you're a pickle. You, there's no going back to a cucumber. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I remember that a lot in, in, in my, in my, uh, early faith is that I want to become a pickle because want to become a pickle when there's no turning back. I can't become a cucumber again. Mm-hmm. I'm, it, it it is what it is, right? Yeah, I I, yeah. I am what I am then, yeah. and yeah, when it, you have, if you have the word in you, if you have Christ in you, then you then you are. Yeah, you are mm-hmm. until you say you're not, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love in Second Timothy, like e- even when you don't believe in yourself, God will mm-hmm. because yeah. he can't he can't turn himself away. Yeah. yeah, you know he he can't he can't disown himself, mm-hmm. but. If you say, get away from me, I'm done with you, he'll honor that too. Yeah. Because he loves you. And if that's your heart's intention, he'll honor that. Yeah. Yeah. So but good. if you don't want that, if, you, if you're holding on to just a little bit of this and like, I don't understand none of this, but I, I still need you, God. Mm-hmm. I still want you. I still love you, God. Then he won't turn his back on you because he yeah. can't disown himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you have that in you, you are of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you are uh, of him. Yeah, and yeah, that, I, I, I yeah, it, it's
3: it's interesting too because, um, it, I, sometimes I have processes th- like thought processes, and I kind of have this talk with God and stuff like that, and and in a way it's like, I'm thankful that I've delved into His Word and memorized things because it's in a way it's like, God will remind me of what He said, like I'll be talking to God and then kind of like through the Holy Spirit, like I'll be reminded like of what John 3:17 says. Mm-hmm. You know, that like God, you know, God John 3:16 says God so loved the world he gave his one one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says God did not send his world his son into the world to judge the world but to fulfill it through uh, I forget the rest. But that's portion he did not send his son to judge the world. Yeah. He didn't he just he came to fulfill it. And so if if Jesus didn't come to judge the world Why am I trying to judge the world? Or why is this believer trying to judge the world? And like, those are the things that sometimes will come to my head. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I can't, like, I have to change my mindset in that.
2: Yeah. And so
1: Timothy's mother and grandmother, they instilled this deep love and hunger for the scriptures and a deep love for and faith in the Messiah, Jesus. And, it, and it's because of that firm faith that Paul offers his first challenge to Timothy. He calls him to reject any temptation to be ashamed of the gospel. We live in a culture that wants us to be ashamed of the gospel. They, they have a culture that wants us to compromise from truth that wants to tell us that there is no absolute truth. I can tell you right now, there is truth, and most of what our culture is living in is not truth. And so we're in this culture that wants us to be ashamed of the gospel or of the good news about Jesus. And so Paul tells him, quite frankly, I also don't want you to be embarrassed or ashamed of me. Me, who's suffering in prison for announcing that gospel, for announcing that good news. And the reason that Paul needs to emphasize this is because of the negative stigma he had gained through his frequent times in prison. Talk about a rise after the fall. Uh,
3: I I would agree with Pastor when he says a lot of people aren't living in truth, but I do believe a lot of people want truth. I think a lot, well, not a lot. uh, I do, I I know a lot of people want truth because when they hear truth without context, they will accept it. Mm. And so I think sometimes because of just the stigmas of, of bad religions and pastors and things like that, that will kind of get in the way of the truth. And so it's a, in a way, it's like we have to present truth out of context. If that, I mean, I'm not saying we should do that, but sometimes they want truth. And so it's important for us to know truth and know truth in a way that can that can really um, kind of pierce the hearts of people's lives and 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 uh, cause something to come alive in them. And so I think that's, uh, as a youth pastor, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to get them to understand truth and context and what they're going through. And, you know, like, like this week, I'm going to be talking to them about like going to God, even when things are tough. And even when you th- feel like God's not there, you know, what does that mean? And I use when Jesus says, you know, trials will come but take heart, I've overcome the world, you know? And sometimes we can focus on the fact that, oh, there's just bad stuff in the world, but I want them to focus on the fact that Jesus says, but take heart, meaning come to me because I overcame everything and I'll overcome the things that you're going through too. And so I think that's what I'm trying to get them is to live in that truth, and apply that truth so that they'll live through it. So, uh, yeah, that was that's the, what I took out of that part. There, there was another thing, but I honestly I lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something else. Maybe one of you guys will say something It'll spark my mind. So,
2: yeah, I, I, what I get out of that is that there's understanding and there's knowledge of scripture, and then there's faith in scripture. Yes. And if you don't have faith in scripture, you just have the Understanding, you know what the Bible says, uh, but when you're faced then with those situations out in the world where you're being attacked with untruth, um, you're not going to hold very firm because you're going to be like, well, I know the Bible says this, but they're making a really good argument because the world, honestly, they shout a lot louder. Yes. Um, and so you can be intimidated by that unless you have that like deep mm-hmm. faith. That I mean, it's it is just your roots that like you you know you would blow away if mm-hmm. you didn't have faith in this and i know that is absolutely true for me if i did not have like absolute faith like like you guys say you wake up and there's a song in your head i wake up and know every morning exactly what i believe like that's the first thing that comes to my mind like i know exactly who i am in that moment every second like every day that i wake up because i just feel like there's this well there's a peace that comes with that too yeah. like when you have um that faith and security in jesus and so Yeah. Pastor Sean's totally right. I mean, there's a lot floating around. I mean, there's, there's so much and I'm glad that we don't have to even talk about all of that, that we can just kind of focus on like what the solution, what the answer is, because there will always be all of that and that will not change. Uh, but even better, God will never change and his word will never change and Mm -hmm. all of this, it will pass away, but his words will remain. And so root yourself in that, in that truth.
3: Yeah. I, I I remember what I was going to say uh, is is when it comes to truth, you you can't just say because the Bible says so. That's not truth. That that. So I think when people go, well, why does it say this? Instead of going, just it's, it's, it says it. Just follow it. Now, some people that's that's all they need, but other people they need more than that. And so if you're if you're wanting to have truth live in people sometimes you're gonna to have to break it down for them and study it and go well the, here's what the context of it here's the reality of this you know and so i think i'm going through that right now because i have a 12 year old mm-hmm. who has a lot of questions why does the bible say this and why is this this and this and why does the church and, I, and that's the thing too is now i'm trying to break her like okay the church is not you you can't just take um all of the churches and say, well, if, you know, they're all the same, they're not. yeah. And so, um, you know, and so they're it's different, but, but it's in a way it's like, okay, I'm not just going to give her because I said, so it's, I'm going to give her reason. And so the same thing with truth is we can't just go, well, it just says it. No, study it. Study the history behind it, but also study the context of it. The 3D, like you said, you know, get the emotion behind it. Get the intent by it. You know, um, sometimes we people go, why say we can't do this? And I think it's, well, is uh, is God trying to get to the action or the heart?
0: Because
3: mm. sometimes we focus so much on the action yeah. that we don't realize that God doesn't care about the action as much as the heart. The heart will lead to action. But he wants to get the heart first, just like you said, the root. He wants to get to the root of it all first. And so that's gotta be the focus more than don't just, just don't do it. Okay, I won't do it. Right. Why shouldn't I do it? And when you get the heart, you give the truth and the truth will set you free. So (laughs) that scripture, I don't know where, but it is, (laughs) you'll know the truth and the truth will set you
2: free. Yeah, I mean, hey, you don't have to be the winner of the sword drill every week. (laughs)
3: You know, I... What's that? I was going to say, do you know what the sword drill is? I, I don't know what the sword drill is. Oh,
2: okay. Lay it on So, it. well, it, youth group kids get this. You know, you got your Bible. If you got the tabs on it that say the chapter names, yeah. okay. you're, you're, you're already set up for success to win the sword Some drill. people believe yeah.
3: that's cheating. Continue. It
2: depends. Okay. <laughs> so do you... Well, well, we'll get into that in a minute. My but parents anyway, couldn't okay.
3: afford the tabs. I think this is unfair. Yeah. So,
2: so they'll say like, you know... Psalm, whatever, whatever. And then you got to like go and find it like as fast as you can. Whoever gets their finger on it the fastest, you know.
3: They win the sword drill. They
2: win the sword drill.
0: Why is it called the sword drill?
3: Um, Because the word is a sword in, in the armor of God.
2: Oh, yeah, that's yeah, clever. Right? Okay, yeah. that's
3: but really clever. I mean,
2: when you think about it, it's like, why... Why, why, why that name though? Like they, I feel like they could have come up with something.
3: I think cause it was made, it was probably invented like in the 80s or
0: the 90s or
2: probably. even the
3: 60s. And so,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, so, like, so we've got it.
0: And if you don't know that reference, uh-huh. uh, we just finished a series, a real short series on the book of Ephesians. Uh-huh. It's only a quick 16 weeks, guys. I'd recommend, <laughs> <laughs> just
2: recommend tackle that.
0: recommend downloading all sixteen and yeah. just barreling through them. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, yeah. So. You guys have you guys ever you guys ever watched a movie and like uh saw different things as you went as you saw it several oh, times? Oh totally. Oh yeah.
2: Especially as I like get older. Yeah. Yeah. Where
0: yeah. I and I I know this happens to me and it might it might Dallas because he's he has a music, uh mm-hmm. he's musically inclined, but it it might happen to you too, Megan. Do you ever listen to a song and hear a particular instrument that you never heard before? Yep. In that mix. Yep. Um yeah. Have you ever, have you ever gone, have you, have, I love art. Mm-hmm. So if I go to a bigger city, I, I mm. me and, me and Jenna will go to a museum. Yep. We, that's, we really enjoy that. Um, do you ever look, go to an art museums and look at pictures, paintings? Mm-hmm. And then have you ever had the opportunity to have someone next to you and say, what do you, what do you see there? Mm. No, I wish. It's so cool. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a big city, do it. Mm-hmm. Like, l- be like, what do you, what do you see? Right. Yeah. And everyone always sees something a little bit different. Yeah. You know? So like when I, when I think of reading the word, um, if I were in a museum and someone asked me, what do I see in this picture? I said, well, that's a flower and it can't be anything but a flower. Yeah. And they're like, but I don't see a flower. Mm-hmm. No, but it's a flower. So shut up. Yeah. It's a flower. If I, if I treat my understanding of the word like that to people around me, Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna win anyone. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring anyone to Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I I like to think of my my reading of the Word in the Scriptures. It's ever it's changing how it it how I am in my life, how I interpret it. Yeah, in my circumstance, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna be the same picture for the person next to me. Yeah, you know. So I I'm I'm very cautious to 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 be there. But when he when 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 Paul wrote that, he meant this. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah can't, it can't be anything else. Cuz I don't think the word is that for us. Yeah. I, I think with how how we're, how we're talking about our children, although mm-hmm. their comprehension of it today yes. will be different in 5 years, mm-hmm. It'll yeah. be different in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then in the back of your head when I say those things are are you hearing, yes, but soon they're going to understand what it actually means. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't subscribe to that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I, I, I subscribe to they're going to understand exactly what it means in that moment of their life. And then they're going to come back to it another moment when they need it again. Yeah. And it might mean something just a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and both are truth. Yeah. Both are truth for that person. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always read the Bible like that. Yeah. It's the truth for what I need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now, I also like to Google a lot on like discovery and Nat Geo on, um, what that moment was probably, and I always like to say what what, what it probably was,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because it could be something else. Yeah, and that's why I think study is so important.
3: Sometimes we look at certain things and we go, does it really mean that? And, 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 there, and that's why I think study is important, because when you go into it, and if it still means that, then God's going, then I want you to accept that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but at the same time, don't just accept it without studying it. Don't or don't just accept it because you heard a pastor or a leader or this podcast say it and go, that's what it is. It's like, no, study it for yourself. Study it and realize, you know what, does it, you know, am I looking at it just like you said, a 2D lens instead of a 3D lens, am I not seeing the details? Because I agree with you. Sometimes you'll look at paintings and you'll go, and they'll go, oh, it's just a flower. Like, no, it's more than a flower. Like, Mm -hmm. look at the detail. Look at the symmetry. Look at the, look, if you look at the shadowing, you see that there's something else in there. And there's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how we have to look at scripture. It's alive and active. You know, it's, it's, it's stronger than any double-edged sword. Like it is something that will penetrate those soul and spirit. Like those are things that we have. That's how we have to look at the word. It's not just a book. It's a manual for life that just is constantly, constantly maturing us.
2: Yeah. I mean, Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuanced and it's complex. And that is definitely the beauty of scripture that we have the opportunity to like, like I've said, uh, the past couple of weeks, we get to engage in this like conversation, uh, with Jesus and be led by the Holy spirit as we're reading that. And, you know, that's not to say that there aren't truths because there are, there are truths and some things for God are black and white. Like he created a man and a woman. Like that's pretty black and white. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there are things that are the, as pastor Sean was talking about the like truth, um, that I don't feel is interpretation. I feel like there are some that are just, it is what it is. Cause that's what God said that it is. Um, but I definitely get that there are situations, um, or, you know, even conversations or parables or whatever where, yeah, I mean, it's depending how you're looking at it, how you're reading it. And I always love uh, my Bible has the big footnotes at the bottom and it'll say like, well, some people take this verse to mean this and some people yeah. take it to mean yes. this. And then I go, oh, weird. I wasn't even thinking right, of it like right. that. And yeah. yeah, your mind is just like, oh, but what if and this, this his refers to, you know, Satan instead of God or whatever. And you're yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. let me look into that. Cause then there's all these other little references. Right. And, and
0: that's, that's the, the point I want to drive home that there there are truths that are absolute in these books. Yes. Like yes. Megan said, they're absolute. And, and even in those absolute truths are interpretive yes truths inside of those that can be applied to your everyday life yeah. mm-hmm. and that might change yes and if if you go about the business of spreading the gospel in a way that it's my way or there's no way mm-hmm. we're we're not going to save as many we aren't going to bring as many in um i am always of of the approach of i i'm learning more and more mm-hmm. i i i never really have a concrete i there's very few things in my life that i'll be like Nope, I know that one hundred percent and you are not swaying me from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm always trying to absorb more. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to learn more from it. Yeah. I'm always trying to get a different take, like you said, Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I never thought of it. Like well, no, that opens up a whole nother yeah. Oh my goodness. This word really is a me. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And that's the thing is like the end result is is this. We want people to grab a hold of the truth and allow it to transform the life. That's the truth of of it all. Yeah. And so if we allow our opinions or our stances to get in the way what God has to right. do, then we're in the mm-hmm. way. You yeah. know? And that's that's what we as believers, we have to get past that. We have to get uh, like Like sometimes I've had people go, man, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if I'd be here. And I'm like, I appreciate what you're saying, but God came in and transformed your life yeah like he came in and he transformed I was ju- I was just being used by God to you know to start you know to maybe spark something in you yeah. that fanned into flame and became something even greater but that's the reality of it is don't get in the way of what God wants to do in this person's life yeah. do whatever you can to open that door up so that when it comes God can do the rest like God doesn't need us to save people he doesn't need us to transform people yes. he doesn't need us to go like hey Hey, don't, remind them to stop sinning. Uh, you know, you're, no, like the the power of His presence and His Spirit will change and transform people's lives, and it'll do it in His timing too. That's the reality too is like, sometimes you will go, well, he's a, he's a Jesus person, but I, he still does some of the stuff he used to do. It's not your timing. It's his timing. Let God be God and don't get in the way of it. God wants to use us to help people with the truth, but don't allow your stance in your way. And well, this is what I was raised to do. Like, don't
0: know. Yeah.
3: It's, you're not winning debates. You're trying
0: to win people. Right. Right. I I love that. Um, and that's a good wrap on this, on this episode, week one of two Timothy, uh, Thank you for joining us today yeah. um, on this episode of True and That. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode and think that someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, please share the link to this podcast uh, to your social media platforms. Um, also, if if you have an opportunity, if you haven't yet, please rate and review the show. Uh, it's it just having good ratings, having yep. good the, all the all the positives, um, just open the door for more people to be exposed to the show, which is ultimately to be exposed to. Uh, the word of jesus yeah i mean mm-hmm. this show uh is I, I i see this show as as a as an avenue for three normal people to mm-hmm. say this is what i got out of this yeah sermon this totally. is what i get out of the word uh and to just break it down as normal human beings mm-hmm. yeah and so if if you feel like anyone that you know could benefit from that um and share share the link yes. also email us Yes. I mean, if you're if you if you're like, well, I have a take on this too. I I love receiving emails oh, about yeah. this show. If,
2: if you're not, maybe if you're like younger than, I don't know, like 40 and you don't email anymore, mm-hmm. you could just like DM us on Instagram too.
0: What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. just,
2: it was, I was just me and me and the
3: key. <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice birthday gift yeah, you just gave you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, shucks. I like you guys a whole
3: hey, bunch. No,
2: if you follow anyone, if you follow them on Instagram and you want to send them a message, it's called the DM. Direct message.
0: Oh, I get it now. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. This birthday is the best ever. (laughs) Hey, we can't wait to uh, talk with you guys again next week.
3: And come hungry because next week we're going (laughs) to chew on that.